Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood. We are talking about teen movies because we're talking about probably one of the most quintessential cult classic teen movies of all time, maybe. I think the only one that could make... Well, there. I think there are two that could make a, a, a bid for being better or more culturally significant than this, and that would be a Clueless and She's All That. This is one of the most 90s movies ever. 10 Things I Hate oh, About so You. so fucking 90s. We, like, open with the Bare Naked Ladies and, like, those color crayon credits. But, like, they're neon. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, glowing and shit. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, oh, it's so 90s. The only way it could be more 90s is if it was in, like, a like a bleached-out courier font. It feels timeless enough. Maybe it's because I watched it when I was 12 years old well, it for the hurt. first time. But uh, I watched it when I was 20 for the first time. And it has the same effect on me today as it had on me back then. And I just watched it a few weeks ago with my sister. Oh, really? Uh, so my I, niece, my niece had never seen it. So when I when I suggested it, I figured you would be like, "Oh, get the fuck out of here." Oh, no, I love this. I love this movie. I absolutely love it. I watched it a few weeks ago with my sister and my niece and uh some of the other girls in my family. They wanted to do like a a romantic movie night, and so we watched The Notebook and we watched 10 Things I Hate About You. Fucking which and one did you watch first? We watched The Notebook first. Good, The Notebook. I used to Get like it. Get the fuck out of here. I love the notebook. Oh, I used to like it. It is so fucking problematic uh, it's and disgusting. Problematic. We had like oh, we, we talked God. about we were all laughing about that because it's absolutely problematic. Nobody's trying to deny Back that. Back when I was like this romantic shithead, I'm like, fuck yeah, <laughs> the notebook is a great movie. And I'm like, is it It is a great movie. It's just it's just, you know, it's, it's it? like you gotta call it what it is, you know. Shitty? Not no. the not the movie itself. Like the movie itself is fine. It's not, sh- it's not shitty. It's great, but it you know like it has some problematic attitudes. But that's okay. That art is how we deal with that stuff, and it gives us a forum to talk to. For example, my niece who watched it with us, and we talked about it. Like we talked well, about the issues. That's fair. There, that's good. So that she can watch out for them. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say she yeah. Runs into guys. So when it's never romantic, and you always say no if he decides to let go, that's on him. Yes, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> For the generation also, like, totally checks out. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about 10 Things I Hate About You. So this movie, it had the exact same effect on me this morning because it opens up, like you said, with the with the sort of, like, neon color crayon opening credits and the bare naked ladies, and I immediately rolled my eyes. I was like, get the fuck out of here with the bare naked ladies. Jesus Christ, right? And what do they do? They crane down to this... <laughs> To, to this car full of teenage girls bopping to the bare naked ladies. And then here comes Julia Stiles in her in her thrashed out roadster. Her shitty car. Driving up next to him with Joan Jett playing, I don't give a damn, I'm a reputation. And yep, that's the moment that it gets me every time. I, I immediately fall in love with Julia Stiles. And I'm like, this, this is why I love this movie. This movie gets me. It opens with that to dupe you into thinking that that's where it's going and nope it's going in a completely different direction i fucking love it that's funny because did you know this was a tv show as well i i was aware that there was a tv show adaptation i've never seen it i thought i I know it was like 10 years later or something like yeah 2009 exactly i thought it would be cute i I thought it'd be fun to just like i think i'm gonna check it out for a minute a minute is all it took (laughs) Mm. 
Not for you, eh? No, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck did they do? Uh, like, interestingly, it's from the same director. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Did she have any say? Are they? He? he it's, them? It's directed by... It was written by two women. Okay. And it was directed by a guy. My guess is the writers were not involved. That, that could be. Yeah, I don't know. Because Bianca is not popular. She's like the fucking cheer, the school mascot. And okay, well, Ch- Chastity is already dating Joey, and Chastity's just a bitch. I mean, yeah, that was kind of a transition in the movie that I th- I think worked well. But it yeah, worked, yeah. Like it would be it would be a little weird if she started there. Like, why would the, were they friends in the show? And and yeah, no, not that I know of. I only watched it for a minute, oh, like well, I that, said. But, all right, maybe that's different. I don't know. But the one thing that really bothered me is that it looks like as I'm reading all the synopses for the different episodes, Cat is chasing after Patrick. Well, maybe they wanted to change the dynamic. Get a the little fuck! Bit. I, I don't know. That completely like fucks up the whole thing and but the dad is played by the same person really yeah <laughs> well yeah i mean 10 years doesn't look the same on a middle-aged man as it does on teenagers no. <laughs> and he looks basically the same yeah although i will say julia styles pretty much looked the same for at least another 15 and she's been in a few good movies i really like it's a disaster that was a funny movie oh it's a disaster was fantastic <laughs> i love that movie with that introduction though we automatically know who cat is Sort of. It, 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 we learn more, well, obviously, we, but we we know that she's we like get the important thing. Yeah, she's not like other girls. Yeah, back when that still counted yeah. or something. <laughs> back before the internet played that out. But after that intro, we meet Cameron, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Ms. Perky. <sighs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt is not wrong in this role at all. I don't mean to imply that. I just fucking <laughs> can't stand his character. In fairness, I didn't like the character in the actual Shakespeare version either. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is based on Shakespeare's play, the taming of the shrew. Of course. Yeah. I saw the Zeffirelli version of that movie and I enjoyed the movie, but I fucking hated that character. Guess who knows nothing about it. Me. Cause fuck Shakespeare. <laughs> William Shakespeare did write a play a long, long time ago about this is not about some chick named Hermia. Did you ever read a Shakespeare <laughs> play? But couldn't understand uh, a word they say. Because we're all queer. Somebody definitely says that in there. I'll tell you how I feel about Cameron here in a minute, because this scene is really about Ms. Perky being a very bad counselor. Oh, my God. Ms. Perky might be my favorite guidance counselor in any movie ever. Oh, she's hilarious, but goose. She would be fired so fucking fast <laughs> nowadays. Hopefully Probably back then, back too. back then, too. <laughs> I absolutely love her. This school's just the same. The same little pieces of shit are in every school. Cameron's like, um, can you say that? Am I in the right office? And then she's like, get the fuck out of here. What are you still doing here? <laughs> and then immediately Patrick, played by Heath Ledger, in his first American movie. Yes, this was this was pretty much all of our, at least yeah. in the States, yeah. uh, first experience with Heath. And then, what, you know. What, have been in like Ned Kelly or something like that before that? I'm not uh, sure. Probably, yeah. And then he went on to like do The Patriot. And- yeah. And Brothers Grimm and shit. And then he gets cast as a Joker and everybody's like, what? <laughs> well, he did a lot of stuff between those. but He yeah, did. Still. It was nothing like the Joker, so everybody was... That's true. Even even like Brokeback when people, you know... Like, yeah, Brokeback Mountain. was like Academy Award bait, but even that, nobody was prepared for the Joker. How many times did you get to see the Joker fuck uh, Mysterio? <laughs> <laughs> Only in uh, World's Finest Comics or whatever it is whenever they do the uh, the Marvel DC crossover. I can't oh, yeah. remember what the title of those are. 
No, you know, you know what it would really be. It's one of those one of those weird uh, YouTube videos that they made for kids oh. where where <laughs> Spider Man's like fucking Elsa and the Green Goblin shows up and they give birth to a little a little Hulk and all that shit. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I could buy that. So he walks into the office and Ms. Perky's like, um, so you exposed yourself to such and such character, and he's like, no, I didn't really. It was a bratwurst, and she, <laughs> yeah, the bratwurst sticking out of his pants. She looks down at him, goes, "Aren't we the optimist?" Ish. <laughs> fired and then we meet michael and all also this movie moves so fucking fast the whole movie i'm like taking notes and i'm like oh, yeah. good good lord what the fuck oh, yeah, i look movie, down this movie bops right yeah, along i look down i'm like oh shit we're somewhere else now oh fuck oh god okay <laughs> so we meet michael and he's well he he's walking cameron around so him and cameron are going to be best friends throughout this and he's introducing him to all the different all the different groups of the school that don't really do much, you know, the jocks, coffee kids, white Rastas, cowboys, future MBAs. This is a really, really, really 90s scene. The walking around yeah. the high schools, meeting all the cliques. Yeah, and it's not just like the plastics and the dorks. It's And they even they even updated it for uh, uh, 21 Jump Street, remember? When they're walking around, and he's like, all right, those are the jocks. Are those maybe like... Maybe goths? I, I don't know. What the fuck are those? <laughs> when he sees the weebs. It's like it's <laughs> it's like the Warriors, but in high school. Yep, pretty much. Every everybody's just a cartoon. The cowboys are so lean so hard into the cowboy thing. <laughs> they even, like the they, clothes... even, they even put fake chew in their lips. Oh my god. They're, it's big league chew. Yeah, probably. The closest they've ever been to a cow is McDonald's, am I right? <laughs> it's because McDonald's, McDonald's, right? Michael's not funny. <laughs> so the future MBAs, though, they used to be his friends, but Bogey apparently started a rumor that he buys his eyes at an outlet mall. <laughs> Bogey Lowenstein, played by a hilarious comedian, Kyle Cease, who my understanding is went on to be a motivational speaker after doing a couple of comedy albums. Yeah, I guess he struggled with depression really bad or no, something, and like his way of overcoming it was to become a motivational speaker, basically. I don't know if, if he's still doing that, but that was the last I had heard of him. But I actually really enjoy him. I, I think he's a very funny comic. Well, he, he's really funny in this movie. Every, every This is one of those perfectly cast movies, yeah, honestly. Yeah, everybody's yeah. really right. I mean, even even the douchebag, he's such a perfect douchebag. My understanding, too, is based on um, based on an interview or something that the, uh, the guy who plays Michael gave uh, some years later. He said... They all, the entire cast basically had instant chemistry when yeah. they got together, and they all became friends. I heard that, too, and then apparently Heath Ledger was the last one to get cast, and they're all like, uh, I don't know if we want to bring this dude in here, but then he he became part of the group almost immediately yeah. also. Yeah, that's uh, what they said. I'm like, that's so cool. That makes me very happy. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and you can you can really feel the, uh, they just all, they just all click together so well, even, even the ones who are supposed to, you know, not click together it, it it's just right like it, the antagonist relationship is right the protagonist yeah. relationship is right the romances are right the friendships are right it's the, all it's all really right and the dad he's perfect the, oh my god the dad <laughs> we'll, we'll meet the him. unsung hero of the we'll movie. meet him eventually but it's either him or miss perky are the unsung heroes oh of this my movie. god miss perky who like i get the dad but miss perky's a fucking creep <laughs> As Cameron is getting introduced to all the different groups, Gabrielle Union and Larissa Olenek walk by and he's like, who's that? Or referencing Larissa Olenek, who is Alex Mack, but she's in this movie, Bianca. Yeah. um, Okay. I hate fucking Cameron right here. Me too. Right here. (laughs) I burn. I pine. I perish. Okay, Tom, chill the fuck out. 
Oh my god! Because Tom, five hundred days of summer, immediately like that. He sees the girl. <laughs> I'm in love, and I'm like, they just keep on making him do that, don't they? Uh, well, he's good at it. <laughs> he is. And then he's like, no, dude, there's definitely more. He, well, the, Michael's like, yeah, there. She's vapid and shallow and whatever. And I want to call him Tom, but no, Cameron. He's like, no, dude, you're not seeing what's there, man. And and then then they walk by, and she's like, well, I love, I like my she, sketchers. She's like, there's a difference, difference between, between like and, and love. love. I like my Sketchers, but I love my Prada backpack. And Gabrielle Union, who is Chastity, goes, but I love my Sketchers. But that's because you don't have a Prada backpack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's heavily implied later that she is totally faking being that vapid. It's pretty funny. I don't know if it's actually implied, but that's what I got out of it. Incidentally, Gabrielle Union, I did not realize this until today. I was, I was checking IMDb. And uh, Gabrielle Union is supposed to be a sophomore in this movie. And she kind of looks like a sophomore. You know, like, I, I buy it. She's 27. Whoa, really? Yes, 27. <laughs> Jesus. She's pushing 30. She doesn't look it. She still doesn't. Fuck. No, no. She looks She looks so young. It's weird. 27? 27 and years old. She is almost right for a high schooler yeah. here. Yes, yeah. she looks wild. right at home. Let's get to English class. I believe it's English class uh, hosted, taught, <laughs> hosted, <laughs> taught by um, oh. the worst and best teacher all at the same time. He's so fucking fantastic. This dude. Kinda, yeah. Who is this guy? I I do not know his name. His name he, is Daryl Mitchell and he plays Mr. Morgan. He absolutely kills it in this movie. He oh, he was Tommy Weber in Galaxy Quest. Oh, fuck. That's right. Oh, he was in the Country Bears. Not exactly uh, an unmissable epic, that one. The Black Knight. Do you remember the that Martin shit? Martin Lawrence movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the Black Knight. So they're studying The Sun Also Rises, which I'm like, you're going to teach a bunch of high schoolers that. But then you always, <laughs> you always have that one person who's like, this is so deep and beautiful. And then one person telling the truth and going, yeah, uh, fuck Hemingway. He was an abusive alcoholic. Just what is he trying to pick up on Picasso's leftovers? <laughs> no, trying to nail Picasso's Yeah, nail leftovers. Picasso's leftovers. <laughs> you know, they're not wrong about Hemingway, but dismissing him as a writer is also wrong. Like, yeah, that's her thing. Hemingway is a fucking amazing writer. He was a douchebag, but he is an amazing writer. His writing is fantastic. You also have to admit that there's always that one person that just uses oh, yeah. these generic descriptive words. Yes. Not actually saying anything. But that's absolutely true. Yes. It's just a long way of saying, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. What is Joey? We meet Joey. The He's the bully, the villain. What, is, you know, what does he, he say? I can't remember what he says. Oh, he, oh, he's oh, as he's talking shit to Kat, and he's like a, something about a loner who has no friends. Ha, ha, ha. And then the teacher looks at him and goes, someday you're going to get bitch slapped, and I'm not going to do a thing to stop it. I'm like, oh, my God, that is so funny. <laughs> this teacher is so deliberately confrontational. These teachers are, are written so absurdly. It's fantastic. And they're almost the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah. like that. It's Especially this teacher. He makes me happy. He really likes to send Kat to the office, though. Oh, yes. He's like, just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, you know, she goes into the office. Ms. Perky is still working on coming up with names for hard cocks and shit. <laughs> she's wor- I don't think we mentioned that she's no. working By on the a, way, a tawdry yeah. romance novel in her spare time. And she's, like, saying it out loud because it's a movie and you got to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> she's looking for adjectives. And yeah, she's like, "What's another like word for engorged? What's another word for engorged?" And her assistant's like, "I'll look it up." And then Cat goes in, and what she says, uh, she says, "Tumescent." Yes, perfect. Stop being a fucking bitch. Is, literally, I mean, not is, in so many words, but that is she literally uses. 
She literally calls her a bitch. A heinous bitch. A heinous bitch. She doesn't call her that. She's just like, heinous bitch is the term used most often to describe you. Which is a real backhanded way to call her a bitch. And then Joey, you know, we cut back to him. He's being a creep. This is all set up. This is the first, like, five minutes of the fucking movie, by oh, the way. Oh, God. We haven't, even, <laughs> we haven't even passed the cold open at this point. No, because you almost need all this stuff just to fucking It's so get... fast. This movie never yeah. stops. There's just It just goes from one beat to another to another to another to another. His whole motivation throughout this entire thing is going to be to fuck Bianca, who is Kat's little sister, of course. Cameron is annoying his balls when he's pining over Bianca, and Michael says, just put it in your spank bank and move on. And he's like, well, no, but I mean, the spank bank part, yeah, but. <laughs> the dialogue in this movie is really The lines are so fucking good. Like, this is such a quotable movie. Which is probably one of the reasons that it is one of the few movies. I have a list of four movies. And we've done one of them already, and I probably mentioned it at the time. That was Pulp Fiction. Movies that I have listened to more than I've seen. Because for a period of about 10 years at my old job, I had these movies on CD that a friend had made for me for some reason. I have no fucking idea why. Oh, that's weird. And I had a CD drive in my computer, and I would sit at work and listen to them because I could, like, basically time out my day by how many times I listened to these movies. You know, like, I could... Be like, okay, well, I got, you know, such and such minutes to go. I'll pop this in, and then when it's over, I'm ready to go. Well, and the fun thing is, they're, they're visual, yeah, but the they're, audio... It's, it's dialogue heavy. Yeah. Like, like the talking is, is 90% of what's going on here. Yeah, it's like, you could do that with, like, Clerks. You could do that with... Yeah, yeah, Clerks would have been a good yeah. one. But the funny thing is, is, because of it, I had to really focus today on watching the movie because my <laughs> natural instinct was to just do other shit while listening to it in the background, because that's how I'm used to listening to it. Show this movie some goddamn respect. Okay? I know. It's a good movie. It deserves it. Oh, and it's its 25th anniversary, by the way. Oh, shit. That's right. It's, it's 2024. 2024 so, oh, shit. Yeah. 25 years, man. Goddamn. I hope we get a nice, like, uh, 4K or something like that. Cameron's going to learn French to teach Bianca French to tutor her so he can get in, so he can get in those pants. You can be underwhelmed and you can be overwhelmed, but can you just be whelmed? Well, I think you can in Europe. I actually looked that up one time. Uh, Me too, but I can't remember. It has something to do with like waves uh, <laughs> uh, flooding a boat or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah, that I actually sounds like a nautical term. Yeah. And then, you know, remove head from sphincter, then drive because Michael's a fucking dipshit and has his dumbass little scooter. <laughs> and then he has an accident and fucking almost kills himself, but everybody thinks it's cool. So whatever. This high school, if you haven't seen the movie, I know this is a really weird... It's weird that we treat the audience like they haven't seen the movie, but we tell them they really should see the movie because we're spoiling fucking You everything. should absolutely see this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, where the fuck have you been for the past quarter century? It's called Stadium High School for a reason because it's got this stadium, but it's like built down inside oh, yeah. of the ground. Like it's like it's dug down into the ground overlooking the fucking Puget Sound. That makes sense because it's not called Stadium High School. It's called Padua. Yeah, but the real <laughs> high school is called Stadium High School. And yeah, and so like he goes over the hill and then down the stadium, <laughs> yeah. the stadium outer wall uh, to crash on the uh, to crash just outside the fence, I think, or something like Everybody that. Everybody has cute Shakespeare names, too. Yeah. Patrick Verona. Patrick Verona. Uh, what are Bianca and Kat? Uh, Their names Stratford. are Stratford. Yeah, Stratford. That's right. Yeah. So we meet dad. Dad's great. Dad's a little over the top, kind of a psycho. I kind of get where he's coming from, but. <laughs> He well, is, keep in mind, he's also an obstetrician. Yeah, 
So he delivers babies all day long. Cat gets into Sarah Lawrence. That's a whole other thing. No dating he, until he's going. He's going through some <laughs> some dad separation anxiety for sure. Just a little bit because we also learned later that the wife left. So and that just naturally causes him to like clamp down on his. Yeah. Two remaining ladies in his life. Bianca's like, you know, I want to start dating, uh, you know, Joey, this thing. And the dad goes, do you know what this la- this 15-year-old girl was saying when I was pulling, pulling like a 10-pound baby out of her or whatever? <laughs> and Bianca's like, I'm a crack whore who should wear worn a condom. And he's like, close, because that's probably what she said. <laughs> and he's like, no. She said, I should have listened to my father. And she's like, no, she didn't. No, but she would have said that if she wasn't so doped up. He's this so guy's funny. comic timing I love is him. perfection. Rachel says, she's like, I understand the dad so much better now as an adult. And I'm like, <laughs> to some extent, yes, he's still too much. He's he's a bit much, but you know, like given the history yeah. that he has and his profession, you know, you because you know he sees teen moms all the time. Like all You gotta, day, right? Yeah. Every day. He's he's dealing with teen moms. It, it's understandable. <laughs> like he is not this is not the same thing as fucking as kirsten dunst's brother from uh oh yeah just being over possessive and weird yeah, about shit like the the way overly concerned about this girl's what she's doing with her hoo-ha like he actually has like some legitimate <laughs> concerns yeah. that he's it, and he maybe overdoes it but it's coming from a good place and he is really fucking funny and this scene sets up the whole conceit of the movie actually so he's no dating until you graduate all that shit but then he imposes a new rule he says you know, Bianca, you can date. And then he points to Kat when she does. And then Bianca's like, fuck that. Nobody wants to date her. She sucks. <laughs> Kat says something like, you know, I'm not going to fucking do this shit just so you can go out with Joey Eat Me Donner. <laughs> Julia Stiles' comic timing is She's great. fucking amazing. Do you, know she, do you know she originally auditioned for Bianca? Yes, and uh, Bianca auditioned for Kat. I can't imagine those two playing those no, roles at all. Neither can I. Larissa Olenek has always been like super sweet in everything that I've ever seen her I in. I cannot imagine her any other way. No, she's Alex Mack, right? I don't know if that's a show that you've ever no, laid I've never eyes seen on. It. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. but only from you, and I've never gotten context for it. And she plays, oh God, I can't remember her fucking character's name in Boy Meets World, but she's a good girl that Sean goes out with. She's also in Third Rock uh, with oh, Joseph Gordon. Oh, nice. I did not know that. That's a show that I want to watch at some point. She played Joseph Gordon-Levitt's girlfriend. Oh, of course. For, for a brief period, anyway. Yeah, she's always, she's always been super cute. I've always been into her. Again, age-appropriate at the time, because I was 12. Leave me <laughs> yes, alone. Yes, keeping in mind, we were age-appropriate back then. First French lesson, though. So Cameron's going to... Cameron now, he's you know he, he's going to ask her out in French, but he's a dumbass. And she's like, you know, I can't... You know, he's like, I know your father doesn't let you date, but, you know, I'd like to take you out at some point. Because, you know, learning French like this isn't as fun as maybe learning it with French food. She's like, well, you know, my, my sister... If my sister dates, then I can date. And he's like, oh, cool. Do you like sailing? Because blah, blah, blah. She's oh, like... Oh, boy. Uh, he, he jumps all <laughs> over it. He just goes from zero to 60. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. We can fuck now. Cool. More like zero to 69. Am I right? She's like, yeah, she's like a fucking mutant weirdo. And he's like, yeah, he's trying to be nice. He's like, yeah, I noticed she's like antisocial a little bit. And plus, she's a bitch. I'm like, no, Bianca, you're a bitch. <laughs> well, they're kind of both a bitch. I d- <laughs> Kat is a sympathetic character. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca isn't until she eventually is, but she's not. She sucks. No, she starts out. She starts out as, as kind of a bitch, yeah. Which she gets called out on eventually, which is nice. She turns around. But that's what you, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see character growth and development. Yeah. Except from Joey. 
So it's time for a montage of trying to find some weirdo who will actually go out with Cat, and it's just a bunch of guys that wouldn't have a chance anyways. <laughs> that scene is so fucking bad if you think about it. It's it's like five of these guys standing there, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, so, would any of you guys be interested in dating Cat Stratford? And then it cuts to one of the kids sitting in like a folding chair in front of the <laughs> other four and reacting, and then... We rotate through all five of these dudes. Yeah, some of them are screaming, some of them are laughing, one of them so, is talking about fucking sheep. So, like, <laughs> theoretically, the way that is shot, he had to deliver that line five times, <laughs> and each of them had their reaction moment, and were standing in the background of everyone else's reaction moment, but still had, still, the fat guy... When he when he says it, still <laughs> yeah. screams as oh, yeah, if that's the a good point. idea is brand new to him. This movie's weird, <laughs> but I'm here for it. It's it's I okay. Mean, it works because you don't think about it when you're watching. I it. never thought about it ever, <laughs> but until right now. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, it's like, hmm, all right. And I have been watching this movie for 25 goddamn years. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> uh, and then we we cut to a science class. Oh. We're dissecting frogs, which is gross on its own. But Cameron notices he, Cameron and Michael are together in this class because they just have all their classes together, apparently. They're, apparently. He notices Patrick, and <laughs> Michael's like, don't look at him. Seriously, he will fucking kill you. That guy, <laughs> I heard he sold his liver on the black market for a pair of car speakers. Which will, which, the which rumors is a, about Patrick are kind of hilarious. Which is a setup for a really funny joke later. <laughs> <laughs> So then they go to talk to him in shop class, and it doesn't go well. Like, Cameron walks up to him and goes, hey. And then you just hear, and then you look down, and it's, or then I guess it cuts. And then there's just a hole all the way through his French book, which he continues to use for the whole movie. Patrick is drilling through his French his French textbook with a butterfly bit, just <laughs> boring out this, like, inch, inch and a half wide hole. It's so ridiculous. I love it. So they decide they need to back her. So they're going to, somebody stupid with money is what Michael says, to pay Patrick to go out with Kat. Cut to Joey. Because these people are kind of terrible. <laughs> Michael goes and talks to Joey and he's like, hey, so he gives him, gives her, gives him the thing about Kat being able to date and all that shit. And he's like, you know, if you give this guy some money, you know, blah, blah, blah. And keep in mind that when we first cut to Joey, he's drawing tits on a, on a lunch tray. Really poorly. Because <laughs> he's no a fucking artist- idiot. No artistic ability in this kid. <laughs> and then the whole time Michael is talking to him, he's drawing a dick on his face. I love that. I have a dick on my face, don't I? And then Joey talks to Patrick because he's going he's gonna to pay him to take out Cat. And Patrick's like, yeah, sure, sure. He's like, no, dude, I'll give you 20 bucks if you go over there and you get her to go out with you. And he's like, well, then he starts doing this thing. This always freaked me out when I was a kid because I'm like, where the fuck did you? I was taking it a little too seriously. I'm like, where'd you come <laughs> up with that? Because at first it's like, you know, we should want to go to the movies. You know, that's f- that's 15 bucks. I'm like, okay, seven fifty a ticket. Yeah, that makes sense. And then she'll want, popcorn, she'll want raisinets. 53. Yeah, 53. <laughs> raisinets. Call it 75. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? That's not how much that shit is. I can get into a movie by myself. Well, by myself and buy popcorn, soda and candy for $20. Yeah, I could just see 12 year old you really struggling with that scene, not understanding what he was going after. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Tiny, That's tiny bit. Adorable. He dickers him down to $50, like $30, and then it cuts to Cat on the soccer field slamming into some chick and knocking her out. Then he's like, okay, 50 I guess. <laughs> he tries and, to lowball him first. He's like, 20 bucks. <laughs> yep. So Patrick immediately, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to work. He walks up to her, 
and says the worst fucking opening line in history. Hey there, girly. <laughs> like, maybe that shit works in Australia, you freak. <laughs> if you want to get a lady's attention immediately, call her girly. You got her attention. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, dude, uh, go fuck yourself. Not all attention is good attention. No. That's what the conversation boils down to. And then it cuts to, we see Cameron and Michael kind of watching that exchange. And Cameron goes, we are screwed. And Michael goes, no, I want to hear you upbeat. And then Cameron goes, we are screwed. I always love that. That made me so happy. Interesting. I did not notice it until this viewing. I mean, I'm sure I noticed it, but it never registered. Cat refers to Patrick as Screwboy, which... Screwboy, yeah. Which, you know, because it's a PG-13 movie, they couldn't say fuckboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that term went back that far. I thought that term was way more modern. I didn't even think about it because I'm just like, you know, it's a PG-13 movie. Obviously, we can say bitch and shit. We get one fuck. We got to save it for later, even though we don't get one in the movie. No, they. I, I'm pretty sure Miss Perky said it, but they CGI'd it out. Oh, God, did they? Did you notice that when she says same little ass wipe shit for brains as every <laughs> other school? No. Her mouth like goes weird and oh. the voiceover goes. She goes. Same old ass wipe shit for brains as every other school. They fully like CGI'd her mouth to change to fit ass wipe shit for brains. It's like when they they edited out the beer bottles in that party scene and get over <laughs> can't it. Hardly wait, yeah. Oh, and can't hardly wait and get over it. They did the same thing. Oh, oh shit, that's, that's right. right. That's right. They did that and get over it too. Fuck, so I fucking about dumb. That. High schoolers drank back in the day, guys. I don't think they do as much anymore. I think they're. The only reason they were allowed to show cat drinking in this one is because she then hurts herself yeah. and embarrasses herself. Back at home, you know, Bianca's going to talk to Kat and she's like, why are you so hostile? She's like, I'm not hostile. I'm annoyed. And then we learn, this is where we learn that mom left and Bianca's wearing her pearls and Kat's not so into that. And fucking Kat's clearly still dealing with some shit, which is understandable. She's a teenager. Of course she is. She was yeah a lot older, too. She was a freshman ish when mom left. So she had a lot more time. And then Patrick stalks her at the music store. They're like right outside. She's, she comes out and she pulls out a CD out of her bag and he's just kind of like, hey, baby. <laughs> and that's the music store where I bought my second guitar. And this is this is where one of the most iconic lines from this from this movie comes. You know what I'm talking about, right? He's like, I think you really want me. And she's like, yeah, no, I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That thing. <laughs> There's like, how the fuck do they even cut together a trailer for this movie? Because every two <laughs> seconds there is a trailer line. I know. It's insane how many fantastic lines are in this movie i mean even the line that's coming up with joey where she's like do you mind he's like not at all <laughs> not at all walks by like a like the smug dick he is yeah so he parks right behind her and then she, <laughs> he does the thing she's like do you mind he's like nope and then she fuck or not at all whatever and then she just backs up right into his car and patrick is laughing his ass off he thinks this is the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world because he already doesn't like joey yeah and she's just like whoops and then he's like, you fucking bitch. And then it cuts to her dad. Whoops. My my insurance doesn't cover PMS. <laughs> oh, I can watch this movie again right now. It's 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 got so many iconic lines right, right now here when they're talking about Sarah Lawrence again. Whoops. My insurance does not cover PMS. <sighs> well, then tell them I had a seizure. This is about Sarah Lawrence. Are you punishing me because I want you to stay close to home? Aren't you punishing me because mom left? You think you could leave her out of this? Fine, then stop making my decisions for me. I'm your father, that's my right. So what I want doesn't matter. You're 18, you don't know what you want. And you won't know what you want till you're 45, and even if you get it, 
You'll be too old to use it. I want to go to an East Coast school. I want you to trust me to make my own choices, and I want you to stop trying to control my life just because you can't control yours. And then, of course, Bianca comes in. Did you just maim Joey's car? And she's like, yeah. She could not give less of a fuck. I love it. So Patrick fails at getting getting in Kat's pants. Joey's like, watching that bitch fucking fuck up my car does not count as a date. And he's like, if you don't get any, I don't get any, so get some. Ugh. It is a good douchebag line, though. Ugh. Especially yeah. his delivery. If you don't get any, then I don't get any. So get some. <laughs> it's so fucking gross. It is. He's <laughs> such a scumbag. I love it. Apparently, sweetest guy, you know, like, according, you know, like, they were all really good friends. Oh, well, that brings up a good point. Guess what he's up to now? Oh, my God. Let me. No way. Of course he's the one. He's a creepy cult leader. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, like, you know, charisma. I, I don't know the specifics exactly, but yeah, he's part of a cult, and he's like the head of the cult. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> well, it does take charisma to it be a cult leader, though. definitely does, know? and he, he's he got it, and he's always the bad guy. He's always some douchebag. <laughs> How did they not see it coming? Yeah. Did, you ever, <laughs> did you ever watch I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No, I don't think I ever saw that one. You don't need to. It's got Jessica Biel in it, too, who was hot back <laughs> oh, in the day. Really? Yeah. Hot back in the day. She's still hot, but yeah, you know what like I mean? She's not hot anymore. Yeah. Give me a break. But he's also the douchey other guy in that one. While you were blowing your nose there for a second, I did look up a little bit about it, and it's called the Full Circle Movement. What does he say? He says, Keegan, his name is Andrew Keegan, he does not consider his spiritual movement, Full Circle, a cult at all. Instead, Keegan explained, Full Circle is a religion based on synchronicity, time. That's what it's all about. Whatever the past, some other time. It's a circle in the center is now. That's what it's about. That was very confusing, but he said that. Okay. So, I mean, he doesn't consider it a cult, so it definitely can't be. Uh, yeah. Because no cult leader has ever denied that their cult was a cult. That's never happened. Oh, full circle followers practice their, air qu their quote, unquote, advanced spiritualism at Keegan's command. It's not a cult at all. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. The full circle movement. Fuck oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Anyways, we're going to move on to another iconic line here when Cameron and Michael go back into the shop where uh, Patrick almost drilled through Cameron's balls. And they're like, hey, you know, we set this whole thing up so Cameron could get the girl. And then Patrick's like, what is it with this chick? Does she have beer flavored nipples or something? And it's not like at her expense, which is nice. He's just like, what the fuck? Why is everybody so into this chick? Oh, and Cameron gets all defensive. He doesn't even know her. It's so irritating. <laughs> but it's also so high school. It is very high school. Yeah. That, you don't know I her. Definitely, I definitely still roll my eyes pretty hard at Cameron every time I watch this movie. Michael has also set up a party at Bogey's house. It's kind of like a revenge for kicking him out of the NBA thing. Uh, it's a really cool shot when they drop these flyers. Oh, that, the sexy boy montage? Yeah. That's really good. By the way, these flyers say free beer. Why is everybody bringing fucking alcohol to this thing? <laughs> everybody has cases of alcohol. Exactly. Who brings beer to a party that advertises as having oh my free God. beer? I know that always irritated me. <laughs> and then uh, Joey is showing Bianca her his headshots. They're exactly the same, except one of them has a white shirt, one of them has a black shirt. And this is another fucking moment. It's so funny. This is and, this is I'm pretty sure a trailer moment when she when he's like, you know, what do you, what do you think? And she's like, uh, pensive. Damn, <laughs> she, I was going for thoughtful. I was going for thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> they went and visited Patrick to like, you know, to get him more on their side instead of right. Joey's side. And they're going to learn stuff about Cat so he can use it to get her 
to go out with him. So Cameron's going to hang out with Bianca to learn some stuff about her. Uh, they end up going through her room and shit, and like she found, there's a picture of Jared Leto in her room, so she likes pretty guys. Fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> He's a cult leader, too. There you go. Yeah, but do you remember him in the 90s? He was a no. pretty boy in the 90s. I didn't, I didn't remember him at all party in the 90s. Party of Five days. Fuck Party of Five. I was like six when that, when that show was on. I didn't fucking watch Party oh, yeah. of Five. Party, party of Five, man. Jared Leto. He was the prettiest of the pretty boys. I'm sure he was. He, was, he was the Jordan Knight of his era. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know I was doing deep cuts, did you? I had that. I had his first solo record. Really? I didn't yeah. even realize he had a solo record. At least two of the two of the new kids did. I had Joey McIntyre and jo- Jordan Knight's solo record. No Donnie Wahlberg solos. No, I don't think I don't think he had one. I don't know. At least not that I knew of. If it didn't play on TRL, I probably didn't know about it at the time. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think you're alone on that one amongst people of your age group. No, TRL was the shit, man. It was it was quite popular. Even, it was even I was aware of it, and I was like 20 at the time. It was amazing. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I don't. I I really can't imagine anything with Carson Daly being amazing. I love that. Like looking back on it, I'm like, Jesus Christ! People voted for this. This is a fucking weird people show. People spent time. People people racked up charges on their phones to call in and vote. And and the internet that was like early internet voting. Oh yeah, that's right. It, they did do uh, early internet on that. Didn't and they? the mix of shit that ended up on that show was so weird. Like, usually it was, like, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC at number one and two, like, fucking with each other. And Britney and Christina, obviously. No surprise there. But then you'd have, like, Tom Green, his, his song, My Bum is on the whatever, you know, the Bum Bum song. And Eminem was always there. New Found Glory showed up several times. Yeah, that doesn't surprise Blink-182 me. Blink-182 was sure there. Bowling for Soup was there at some point. They might have been. I think that was a little after... That's where they got the idea for the whole the whole thing with uh, uh, Bill Nye's character in Love Actually. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was basically TRL. I've I, seen maybe that. Maybe it now, was so. an actual. Maybe it was the actual British version. I don't know. Like I don't know if it was the official one because I didn't grow up in Britain in that era. But uh, yeah, it was basically TRL, and that's semi relevant because you know that was this time. This at this point the the move this movie came out. I was as deep as I ever got into my TRL boy band pop music days. Story checks out for you, yeah. Very shortly after this, I would abandon the boy bands and go for new metal instead. Dark period in all for like, histories. For like a minute. I don't know what the fuck happened. New metal was the boy bands of rock. Yes. And now you go back and some of it's actually pretty good, but it was... Some of it holds up. Not yeah. much. Not much. But then, in fairness, not much from any genre holds up over the years. No, no yeah, you go... Like, like I said, I, I listened to that Britney Spears. I listened to her first record. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> There's three good songs. and it I don't is... think I've ever actually listened to her first record. I think the first album of hers I listened to was uh, Oops, I Did It Again. And that, one's, that one might be better. Max Oops, Martin, I Did It Again is a pretty fucking great song. Max Martin was on some shit when he wrote that first album. I'm like, what is this crap? Fucking Sometimes, Baby One More Time, and Drive Me Crazy are all pretty decent songs. The rest of it's garbage. I don't know how the fuck. I heard Hit Me Baby one more time the other day and did not love it. I do like Oops, I Did It Again. But can can you at least see why people do like it? it. It's like this really in your face. It's it's a fun song. It's okay. I just feel like the production and everything, it it was maybe fine if you hadn't heard Britney's later work, but her, her subsequent work was so much better. 
Well, there you go. Exactly. And then I'm just like, and Oops, I Did It Again is a pretty good fucking song. Yeah, it is. So they go to this biker bar. Cameron and Michael, they go to this biker bar that Patrick's hanging that out apparently in. Apparently, they just let kids into. Um, I think at this point, you could at least get into a bar when you were 18. Cause no, because I, I, no, I was over 18. Really? Yeah. I could. I could get into bars when I was 18 All right, in, you grade, lived in, in Montana. Montana. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in the Tacoma, Seattle oh. area. Well, maybe they just didn't like you. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the I think that... I think there's a there's a tall guy in this scene in the background with long gray hair. Was that you? No. But I'm pretty sure he's the same guy as was in there something about Mary in the prison scene. Who's Mary? Oh fuck. <laughs> I keep forgetting you haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't that seen that it. Masterpiece. It is a really good movie. About, oh. It's a movie about like toxic relationships and obsession and like men just being fucking creeps. But it is pretty funny. There is a part of this movie that shows a man actively not being a creep. Is that the scene where she's drunk and yeah. he's like helping her out? And he's, and he says it. he's like, and the next day he brings it up. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, progressive Wait, for the nineties. Like, Hey, awesome. Uh, I'm crediting that to this being written by women. If this had been a Weinstein production, Jesus, I was thinking the same fucking thing. I'm like, God, any other movie, he would have been all over her. Or somebody would have. He might not have because we have to like him. But yeah. Anyways. Okay. So we're at the biker bar, right? Patrick is drinking. He's 18, maybe older. Who knows? Who knows how old this fucking guy is? And then Michael walks up to him and goes, hey, okay, before we get started, should you be drinking alcohol when you don't have a liver? Which is <laughs> 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 so funny. His that's, delivery is perfect, too. It that's makes a good me one. He, oh, he's so... This kid. Oh, my God. Like, all of these... There's a lot of good deliveries in this movie. Like there, there really are. Like I said, the dad I think is probably the best of them. But everybody's everybody's so fucking good in this. And this is where they tell Patrick how to how to get cat. You know, he can't be a smoker because she does she she die before dating a guy who smokes. And she likes. There's one more problem. She likes pretty guys. And then <laughs> his move, where he like. I'm not a pretty guy. And he stands up and like gets bigger. Are you guys telling me that I'm not a pretty guy? And they're like, no, you're, you're beautiful. Right. I just, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> like, oh, gay He's panic. Like, All right. The nineties gay That's panic. Better. But yeah, you can definitely tell it was written by women. Cause that would have maybe gone a lot differently. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay, but you're, you're pretty. Oh God. I'm there would have been, been a fucking... lot of no homos yeah. getting thrown around. <laughs> I love this line. I've always loved this line. She likes angry girl groups of the indie rock persuasion. <laughs> I love his response even better. He's like, so what you're saying? I got a something, something and, and listen to chicks who can't play chicks their instruments. Can't play their instruments. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, Patrick, get the fuck out of here. And so he's got to go to club skunk. That's her, her favorite band is playing there. Okay. Now this, I feel like there was more to this. Oh, there's, there's black underwear where he says, no, 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 oh. not that. But where he says, uh, I can't be seen at club skunk. Like, I feel like there was more there to that. There is something there, and I thought it was a gay bar for my entire life until recently. I was still kind of convinced that it was a gay bar, but I didn't think that that was the reason that he said that. Unless, like, there was more dialogue where he's like, it's a gay bar, it can't be, you know, something like that. I don't know, but it feels like he's, like, there's more that needs to be said about why he can't be seen at yeah. Club Skunk. I've never really fully understood, but she's got a pair of black underwear, if that helps. And I thought he was going to give his... His signature Patrick, like, the fuck look, but he doesn't. So apparently <laughs> Michael's that... like, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So now Kat is at this concert at Club Skunk, looking good. She's in this cute little tube top with her friend, who is also super cute. Apparently in the original uh, draft of the script, there was some really dark shit about this woman's or this girl. I, I, oh, her obsession with her Shakespeare obsession and with shit. Shakespeare, like she had attempted suicide yeah. multiple times to jo- to be with him. Weird. I'm glad that shit got cut. Yeah, because it's, it's for the best. This that th- this movie's mostly fun. You don't need that. It would be one thing if we were doing like a Heather's thing, you know, where this was like super dark and and cynical. But it's it's still kind of a romance. Yeah, which know? I've never seen Heather's, but I know the thing. Well, Heather's is cynical as fuck. It ends with the school blowing up. Oh, nice. Spoiler alert, dude. Jesus. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. The fuck's wrong with you? I didn't say who's in it at the time. <laughs> I didn't say who dies and who doesn't. So this club is full of women. It's just women. There's one dude, and he's working the bar. And it's a lot. There's a lot. It might not be a gay bar, but it, there's a preponderance of gay women there for sure. <laughs> oh, one, listening to angry girl groups of the indie rock persuasion. Angry girl groups like Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo, yes. <laughs> he brings up Bikini Kill later, and I was like, that seems like it would have been a better choice. But Bikini Kill I or the Raincoats. I understand Bikini Kill probably didn't want to be in a movie like this. No, no. Why would Bikini Kill want to be in a movie that's like fa- this? That's fair. So Patrick shows up there, and he sees her. She's actually look, She looks like she's having fun for the first fucking time in the whole movie, which we might only be 20 minutes in. Who cares? <laughs> yeah she looks like she's not actively pissed off with someone or something yeah for the she's first time she's seeing her favorite band this is not what concerts look like everybody so if no. you watch this this is Fuck not no. what they look like at all no it's it's way sweatier no no matter what gender anybody is in that crowd you are getting crushed up against that fucking barricade oh, yeah. yeah no nobody's given everybody space in that in that right in front of the stage pit yeah you're not dancing like presumably you're not dancing like that no. You can come to my band's shows and dance because nobody gives a shit. I love every, every look that these two deliver to each other is fucking, they, they act with their eyes so well. So Kat goes and she's going to go get some water and Patrick's over there. You know, he knows the bartender. He's like, hey man, what's up? What the fuck are you doing here? And then he <laughs> he ended up ordering a drink. Kat gets water. When she catches a glimpse of him. And just that, like, she doesn't do the sound, <laughs> but I can hear the sound. You know, the, ugh. Yep. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Although she does make the choice to approach him. He's not approaching. She does. Her. He's just kind of hanging out and she's just like, seriously, why are you fucking like, why are you here? And he's like, Hey, you mind? You want to shut the fuck up? You're kind of ruining this for me. Cause <laughs> she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, he's like, Oh, they're no bikini killer. The raincoats, but they're not bad. And she's like, you know who the raincoats are? Like, cause she's got that hipster level of like, I, <laughs> I know things and nobody else does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's almost like she's a teenager or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, they have, they have a little back and forth. The music stops right when he's like, I've never seen you look so sexy before. It, <laughs> yeah, the second everything drops to zero, he's like, you look so sexy. <laughs> and that's a bummer because that's embarrassing and that has happened to all of us. Wish I could say I hadn't been there, but I have. And he's doing a good job of flirting with her right now, like to the point where she's kind of smiling and he's like, you should go to this party with me. And she's like no or some shit and he's like is that a no and she's like no is that a yes no oh wait it's the other way around is that is that a yes no but she's like giggling and then is that a no no (laughs) it's it's a pretty cute scene i like it she kind of she's she's into him a little bit yep she's into him a little bit and then you cut immediately to the party night and bianca's trying to sneak out right behind her fucking dad this chick's so dumb She's like, Daddy, it's fine. It's just a small study group of friends, also known as an orgy. 
I'm like, cool down a little bit there, Pop. Uh, I love that he puts he puts the, the belly. pregnancy belly on her. That's fantastic. There's one other line right before he does that, though, where Gabrielle Union's like, it, it's just a party. And he's like, and hell is just a sauna. <laughs> but yeah, she can't go because technically she can't go because Kat's not going until she finally convinces Kat. But this is like Bianca being weird. She's still being, she's like being a bitch to her sister. But then Kat relents and says like okay i really i should do this for my sister i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna yeah. be a nice sister i'm gonna go so she can have fun it's a nice moment for cat to be a good sister to bianca and uh bianca doesn't appreciate it for the right reasons but she comes to eventually she opens the door and patrick's right there and that uh, that that is after bianca puts on the belly he's like i want you to wear the belly <laughs> daddy no please <laughs> he's like you knocked up your sister <laughs> even cat's surprised to see him he's like 9 30 right she's like yeah whatever i'm driving feminism women women can drive hey keep in mind this is the peak of the weinstein days, so happy for what we could get this is a new line movie too though so at least weinstein's not involved, involved yeah it's technically a disney movie technically shit so bianca's a disney princess I'll take it. My note is, why would everybody bring their own beer to this fucking party? <laughs> Anyways. I completely agree with you. That has never made sense to me, but I'll, I'll give it a pass because yeah. I love the movie. Yeah, it's like whatever. It's not even a big deal. It doesn't even matter. Michael is at the party. We missed a scene where they're the, the Michael and Cameron are getting ready and Cameron's like obsessing about Bianca because I, I noticed her shoes and this and how they don't really go together or they match perfectly or whatever. And she said it really meant something. And he's like, dude, shut up. He's like, no, he's like, she said, and I quote, it really meant something. Okay, Tom, chill the fuck out. In about eight, in about eight years. Back, you fucking, again, (laughs) character who I hate for all the reasons I hate myself. You're allowed to be weird like this in high school. You are. Yes. Now you should stop though. Yes. (laughs) See what I did there, everybody? That was a joke. I subverted expectations. That's me explaining the joke so it's no longer funny. Best way to do humor. Yeah, for sure. We get to the party and Michael, is ta- he's he's shooting his shot everywhere he can. And he's like, I'm thinking of getting a Tercel. It's a Toyota. It's got a big back seat as these girls walk away. And then, oh my God. Then Cat walks in and then this is another funny I line. I admire the chutzpah in this guy. Oh dude, like, he's, absolutely. He's just... He's going for it. Like you said, heroic openings. Then Joey runs into Kat just as she walks in and he's like, oh shit, you're here. And she's like, oh my God, what was that? Did your hairline just recede? And he actively stops, <laughs> looks up and like touches his head. Like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, and then just Joey's being super skeezy. She's like, dude, stay away from my sister. And he's like, okay, but I can't guarantee she'll stay away from me. Ugh. <laughs> Very on brand for Joey. Though. Ugh. And apparently for the guy who played him. Blah. Nowadays, anyway. And then Michael's back at it. Lord of the Dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's trying. I, I admire, I admire I it. I have nothing but respect for it. Like he's, he's going out there. He's putting it out there. And he's not being a creep about it. He's putting it out there. If no one's picking it up, all right, he moves on. <laughs> uh, it was the same girl, I think. Was it? I think it might have been. Oh, I thought it was a different girl. I, I thought I, he was just like. I swear he said Heather both times. Oh, I thought he was just all over the place. So Cameron meets Chastity, who's Bianca's friend. Chastity's a huge bitch, too. Oh, my God. Because Bianca's like, hey, this is this is my French tutor, Cameron. And she's like, 
And he's like, oh, yeah, we have art together. And she's like, neat. And then, again, she doesn't make a sound, <laughs> but I can hear it. Like, I, ca- I can't explain it. It's like, uh. But, like, she shakes no, her head. No, it's, it's uh, a look. Uh? It's a look that immediately puts a, not a groan, but, yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean. I just can't articulate it. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, like, I've seen this movie so many times over the past 25 years, I can picture it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so Bianca, however, and she's hanging out with Joey, and she's quickly learning that he is not interesting and not smart. <laughs> she, yeah. Um, she is learning the hard way. Joey is putting his <laughs> vapidity out there hard. He's like, look at this. He's doing all these poses. This is for socks. This is for underwear. This is for whatever. Did and they're you see all the what same. I did there? Did <laughs> you see how they're different? He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's because that's all he can talk about is his fucking modeling. Yeah, he seems like a just conversational bonanza. This and then guy. when she stops being interested for a second, he's like, he turns around and goes, okay, I'll show you guys. <laughs> just, he doesn't stop. He's the less, and I can't believe I'm saying this, he's the less interesting version of the guy with a guitar at a party. Cat is drunk. Patrick is a fucking, Patrick's just a cool fucking customer. She's like, he, he finds her like several times throughout the party and she's not really hanging out with him. He just kind of, he walks up to her. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? She has a drink in her hand. She's like, I'm getting wasted, man. Isn't that what you're supposed to do at a party? And he's like, I don't know. I say, do what you want to do. I'm like, fair point. Doesn't she say you're the only one? Yeah. You're the only one. <laughs> uh, she does eventually drink a little too much. Uh, yeah. She drinks some. She's throwing him back hard and fast. Probably reverts back to her freshman brain. Cause she jumps on the table and starts dancing like a weirdo. And not that she's going through. She, I mean, you know, she's she's <laughs> yeah, she's drinking down some shit right now, and uh, you know, th- this is some unhealthy coping that's going on here. And this is where you know it's a PG thirteen movie in the in the nineties, so you can't have kids drinking. You can have them drinking even less now. You can only have them drinking if they suffer the consequences. If something bad happens, yes, uh, and something bad does happen, maybe not really bad. It could be bad. She stands up and bumps her head on this fucking chandelier. And then falls. Falls right into the arms of Patrick. Fortunately, he's there like a fucking hero. Yep. He's going to rescue her because she might have a concussion. Because she bumped her head apparently hard enough to fucking knock herself out. And then as he's like like helping her, helping her outside, Cameron comes in and he's like, dude, the deal's off. Fuck. She's, she's into Joey. This is another good piece of advice. I really... I enjoy this. I the it, way it's phrased is a little off. No, um, but Patrick, like, Patrick's being cool. But yeah. I mean, like the first thing he says is, you know, like, dude, first of all, Joey's not half the man you are, which is which is awesome because he's he likes this kid. It's a it's a nice thing to yeah. say because clearly Cameron, you know, he he's got confidence issues. There's no question yeah. there. But the way he phrases it is, don't ever let anybody tell you you don't deserve the things you want. Yep, and. He's not wrong. It's just that, like when you when you're referring to a person, maybe you know, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe don't refer to them as the things you want. You know, like no, I, again, it's a good-hearted scene. He's he's trying to push him in the right direction, and it's not like it ever gets rapey or anything like no, that. No, it doesn't. This is a movie that that everybody's mostly doing the right thing here. You know, aside from you know Patrick, obviously, you know he ends up feeling bad about taking the money and everything like that, but. uh but yeah, you know, like, like, okay, like, you should go after the things you want. But remember, you know, if you're, if it's, if it's a, if it's another person, they are a person and they have a right to themselves. So. Women are not things. That's fucked up. And you're right. I never really thought about it that way because I, I just took it to mean like everything in general, not Bianca. It's just one of those things that, like, you know, like I'm a father of two boys, and so I worry about phrasing on things like that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I want to make sure I phrase this right so you don't misunderstand me. Women are not things for you to go after. 
at you know you're like they're people you need to treat them with respect and then patrick is trying to help cat but she's ever the feminist because he's like he like puts her arm around his neck and she's like i don't think so <laughs> and she falls over because she's too fucking drunk and uh not like her head's still spinning and she's only gonna way. get drunker because she did like two shots like three minutes ago and they, yeah. take, they take like you know 10 15 minutes to start hitting and then despite the fact that she's drunk the swing set scene is kind of cute it is he's like trying to keep her awake because you know if you have a concussion sleep is bad and she's like falling over and he's catching her and then, you know, he's trying to tell her to tell her something or she's trying to tell him something or some shit. And then she like passes out. Then he kind of like shakes her awake and then they make eye contact and she's like, your eyes have a little green in them. And he's like, oh, shit, I think I like her. And then she barfs on him. And then she person. pukes on him. Oh, yeah, it's so cute. And then Chastity's a fucking bitch again and she abandons Bianca because they're about to leave and Bianca has to be home. But Bianca doesn't give a shit about the Joey part. She's just mad that her friend fucking abandoned her yeah. for this dickhead. He's like, we're going to go, we're going to go back to my place and do whatever he says. And she's like, I can't. Damn. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. The chastity, this is where she really does start to take a turn. Yeah. Like earlier, you know, like with Cameron, it's like, okay, it's just some, you know, some guy. She's just catty. Yeah. My friend, fuck him, you know, but yeah, now she's, it's like, all right. Um, she's clearly got some issues with, uh, Bianca. Patrick and Kat, they kind of fell in love for a minute. Like I said, she goes, like, he's, take, he's taking her home and they're talking a little bit. You know, he says, Bianca, I know everybody's all crazy about your sister, but she's without. You're, you're the real cool one. And that was all Kat needed to hear. Yep. She goes in for a kiss. And then he's like, uh, I think we should do this another time. And I'm like, oh, damn, guy. That was, that was really progressive for the 90s. And I never even thought about it until I watched it this time. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. He's like, no, you know, I mean. At the time, like, you almost had to have it explained to you, like, she's drunk. She's not capable of making the best decisions right yeah. now. You should wait until she's sober and see if she still feels good about it. Even I would have had to have that explained to me at that time. So, it's it, yeah, again, I'm crediting that back to uh, female writers. And, and it's good for you. It, awesome. Great choice. I love it. And she's not happy about it. So she gets out of the car, storms away, and he's like, she's Fuck. spurned. She's mad. He oh, man. spurned her advance her in inhibitions are down now like her i'm a bitch because i need to be her armor's to, not yeah. up cameron and bianca then pull up and cameron cameron basically this whole this this whole thing is just well, him call, is so calling her out hard well in fairness no i get it <laughs> he's calling her I out on it. her bullshit are you always so selfish and self-absorbed like i really liked this the part but like i he, don't mind him having it out no. i don't like the fact that he just sulked the entire drive back that's the part I don't like. Like there was no conversation. You, you can imagine you, there's no, no you conversation. Can see him drive yeah. up and he's just like, <sighs> and you know, like he ha he clearly hasn't said anything <laughs> because now he just has to have it out. And I'm like, all right, fine. That's what you should have done right from the beginning. So yeah, he's just like, are you always the self-absorbed and shit? And she's like, yes, because she is. She's kind of a bitch, but she. Needs I love that she's self-aware about. Yeah, it. She, she. This this is where she that starts made to come me around. Like her yeah. more. Yep. She starts to she starts to kind of make the turn in this scene. And but she also I think likes it when dudes call her out on her bullshit because he is he's like you gotta fucking stop being such a bitch what the fuck and then she just grabs him and kisses him I do like the fact though that when she left the party she's like can you give me a ride home all sad when she basically <laughs> abandoned him at the party for that douche I'm glad she feels bad about it because it yeah. was a dick move she should feel bad about it but tipped in typical high school young man fashion she kissed him 
And then she walks away, and he's like, I'm back in the game. Like, oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Fucking dork. That's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. She could she could she could have shit all over my heart for the entire night, and then at the end of the night, she turns it around. I'm like, all is forgiven. <laughs> in class on Monday, the party was on probably Friday, Saturday night. Everyone is giving Cat shit when she walks into the classroom. Oh boy. Oh, she's not she's not happy. That's that's the only sequence that I really really hate in this movie is the white Rasta. <laughs> you swing to the rhythm line. of me art. That line and then the cowboy line immediately after it while he's tonguing chew into his lip. Ew. I'm just like, fuck off. Just fuck off. Just take me to Joey and him giving her shit like that. That makes sense within the context. These two characters are so (laughs) over the top. I can't accept them. I forgot. I think we forgot to say why she got sent to the to the office in the first scene in the first classroom scene. It's because she was. She was kind of, she was kind of like being, she was talking some shit about yeah. Joey or, or no, she no, was talking she, shit about not having any feminist yeah. uh, female writers. And then the, and then the teacher was like, and Kat, I want to thank you for your point of view. I know how difficult it must be for you to overcome all those years of upper middle class suburban oppression <laughs> must be tough. But the next time you storm the PTA crusading for better lunch meat or whatever it is you white girls complain about, ask them why they can't buy a book written by a black man. That's That's right, right, Mom. Mom. Don't even get me started on you two. Anything else? Yeah, go to the office. You're pissing me off. What? Mr. Morgan. Later. So he's going to, oh, he, he, he delivers this fucking sonnet from Shakespeare. In the coolest way possible. Let's open up our books to page 73, sonnet 141, and listen up. And faith, I do not love thee with mine eyes, for they and thee a thousand errors note. But tis my heart that loves what they despise, who in despite of you is pleased to dope. Before, well, before he does that, he's like, he's not, giving that, it what he's got. not that I give a damn, but how was everybody's weekend? Joey's <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you ask Cat? And he's like, shut up! Shut up, Chachi. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Shut up, Chachi. And then his his assignment to them is that they're gonna rewrite the sonnet in their own they're 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 gonna rewrite their own version of the sonnet. And Kat raises her hand and he's like, Yes, miss, I have a fucking opinion about everything and she's like No, he doesn't even turn to he doesn't notice turn. her. Yep. He's just walking and he just says knows. it because he knows she's got something to say. And she she's really into it. She's like, Do you want this in iamic pantameter? <laughs> fucking poetry bullshit. <laughs> And he's like, you're not going to fight me on this? She's like, no, I think it's a really good assignment. He's like, hmm, get out. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> the gist of the poem, too, is like basically like. Oh, yeah. What is it? Because I don't I'm, fucking understand it. He, I, I think what he's basically saying, and I'd have to listen to it again to be 100% sure. But my takeaway upon this listening was, I don't think you're hot, but there's something in you that I'm just inexplicably attracted to. Okay. That's the gist of the sonnet, as far as I can tell, is like, you're not good looking, but there's something inside you that my heart connects with. So now Bianca is all into Cameron, and Kat's friend is obsessed with Shakespeare. This is the first time we get the mention of Shakespeare. It's a little weird. Oh, no. She's got issues, this girl. Yeah. Like, for sure. I'm so fucking glad they cut out the when, rest of that shit. When I read that thing about the suicide attempts, I was like, no, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And, this, you know. This girl's seriously unhinged yeah and michael's into her and it's i get it she's she's cute. very cute but he has ulterior motives he's not all yes, about that is. shit right now he talks he's like you know i have a friend 
I have a friend that, you know, could use some help or whatever. Uh, but he likes your friend. And he likes your friend, yes. Patrick and Cameron, though, they're talking, and it's so dumb. And he's like, I thought, I thought, Patrick's like, I thought you were all out and stuff. All, all, all out of the deal. And then Cameron's <laughs> like, yeah, that was until she kissed me. And then he's like, where? In the car. <laughs> <laughs> the drop in Patrick's expression, like, you, how fucking stupid are you? And Kat, of course, really hates Patrick for rejecting her, I think. Then we get the arrow in the butt scene. She's she's pissed. The arrow in the butt scene where Joey... (laughs) That scene, oh my god. Where he's just allowed to walk in front of all these people lining up to shoot fucking arrows. Everybody is lined up with their bows at a full draw. Yeah, and he's just allowed to walk up to them. And of course, Bianca gets distracted, shoots the coach in the ass, because Joey's like, hey, I gotta talk to you, and he's gonna fucking... He wants to ask her to prom and shit. That's the most ridiculous sequence, I think, in this movie, probably, <laughs> is the funny, arrow though. in the ass. It is, it's funny. It's not as bad as the uh, Japanese grill sequence. Oh, so oh, God. Get over it. Yeah. But it's the closest this movie gets to that. Well, I guess maybe the flashing scene, too. <laughs> you know, those two, those, those yeah. two sequences are, are about as close as this movie gets to that stuff. And then Joey decides to up the payment to Patrick. He's like, you know, I'll give you $300 fucking dollars because Patrick's like, yeah, I'm not into it, man. And he's like, keep your fucking money, you piece of shit. But then he then he ups it. Then that's when he ups it to three hundred dollars. And he's like, there Patrick's you go. Like, oh, I'm on welfare. I need it. <laughs> no shit. Uh, Cat can maybe play guitar. He's kind of like Patrick's kind of like stalking her around town. I guess she's playing this Squire Strat, this white thing. It's a Squire. It is a yes, Squire. Is. I I actually wasn't a hundred percent on that because I've only got the DVD. I don't have like it's not high def. But yeah, the the IMDb trivia says it's a Squire. And then he even follows her to the bookstore, you know, the feminine mystique. And she, he's like, you're not as scary as you think you are. You're not as badass as you think you are. Blah, blah, blah. We're in the cafeteria. It's Michael, Cameron, and Patrick. <laughs> and Michael looks at him and goes, sweet love, renew thy force. Patrick looks at him and goes, don't say shit like that to me. People can hear you. <laughs> and then and then Cameron says, dude, just sacrifice yourself on the altar of dignity, whatever the fuck he says. You embarrass the girl. Sacrifice yourself on yeah. the altar of dignity and even the score. And then he walks away. And then Michael goes, don't say that kind of shit to him. People can hear you. <laughs> and then another one of the most iconic scenes from the movie, Patrick singing... I love you. Ba- is that what the song's called? Oh, it's uh, You're Just Too Good to Be You're True. You're Just Too Good to Be True. Thank you. Which was supposed to be, uh, this is something I only just learned today as well. It was supposed to be, I Think I Love You, but Scream 2 had just come out in which Jerry O'Connell sings that to Nev Campbell. Yeah, he's singing. He's getting chased by security guards and shit, and it's 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 just funny. And apparently Julia Stiles, or Cat really likes a grand romantic gesture. Who doesn't love a grand romantic test? Me. It's weird. You've just never had somebody give one to you. That's what it That's is. true, but I don't like it. You would if somebody ever bothered to take the time to do it. You know how much attention I like on me? Very, very, very little. Mm, yet. The right person. Yet. Has to be the right person, obviously. Yet I do this and I'm in a band where people stare at me. Yeah, you want attention. You <laughs> want really. attention as much as I do. Don't I don't understand like myself. Let's get to the detention scene. Another iconic scene. This movie's just fucking full of them. So Patrick is in detention, obviously, for fucking... <laughs> this fucking scene. Jesus. Yeah. This is uncomfortable to watch now. I'm not going to lie. This, detention this only lasts... me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, detention only lasts like an hour. She could He could have just hung out there. The idea of sneaking <laughs> out of detention, like the dude's not going to notice that that desk is now empty? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I Maybe he'll be so, so, so shell-shocked by seeing the teenage boobs that he 
was not interested in. That's true. He was not going after him. I mean, and he was, he was, in fairness, completely appropriate when she was talking about his member. Yep. He was like, and she's like, I didn't mean your member. And he's like, and he's like, let's hope not. (laughs) So Julia Stiles goes in and I have a plan for the soccer game. If they're looking left, you know, misdirection, all that shit. He's like, I taught you that. Also, it's the same coach who got shot in the ass. This is how fucking sheltered I was when he confiscates the weed from the kid. (laughs) And then he walks by the (laughs) Cheetos Cheetos and he's like, and I'm confiscating these too. I never realized he was confiscating those because he was going to smoke the weed and he wanted them for later it never occurred to me i just thought he was stealing cheetos until like this watch no i mean like okay. you know, it was but it was years it was it was probably fucking 10 years or something see like that's that. fine for me it probably I took was, me to like 2009 or something like that i was 12 I you were old i was you... an adult i was oh, a adult when this movie came out yeah so she flashes this dude Patrick sneaks out. Then they end up on this dumb pedal boat. They're going to go on this cute little date. They're going to get to know each other. Is it just me or does it seem like the pedals on that pedal boat are not connected to the <laughs> to the paddle? Yep, sure does cuz they're supposed to all be going in the at the same pace, right? Yeah, and they're also supposed to be moving through the water and they are not. Are they not? No, they're just sitting there. <laughs> pedaling at different rates how about paint ballooning so this looks like not fun at all and i can't help but go and like when they kiss like ew oh, oh. <laughs> that yep i have that i hate that same thought. every it's time like, it's like it's like that scene in raw where they're covered in paint and then they start tonguing each other in the shower and it's just all paint and I'm like god that can't taste good was it paint or was it blood no it was paint don't you remember the scene where they... I don't, because I only watched it that the, one time. They cover time. the dude in yellow, and they cover the girl in blue, and they say, don't come out until you're green. And that's and she bites his lip off. Patrick and Kat, they get to her house. He asks her to prom, and she's like, no, thank you. And he's like, come on. She's like, no. He's like, come on. She immediately <laughs> gets very suspicious. Yeah, a little too like, quick, yeah, almost. Like, I, I would have maybe tried to draw that scene out a little bit more, but... I, I'll, I'll forgive it because the whole rest of this movie yeah. works. So well. He asks twice, and then she's like, what's in it for you, man? And he's like, damn, nothing. The pleasure of your company, which is obviously is the worst liar. Which is obviously a lie. Bad liars. It's a half lie, I think, because at this point he is falling for her. He's feeling guilty about taking the money, though. He totally oh, is. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why he told Joey, keep your money. You know, like he was feeling guilty about it already, and then he actually took the money. And then I think he gets kind of stressed out because he's supposed to be a non-smoker right now and immediately pulls out a cigarette when she Why starts confronting him. Why would you carry around cigarettes if you're playing a non-smoker? He's so dumb. This that That's, that's, that's actually dumb. the one part. This is the one part of the movie where I'm like, eh, we could have maybe done a second second pass on this one. I'm fine with the scene. It, it It's not perfect, but again, like I'll let it go just because... Everything else works. I was going to say one kind of bad scene in in a series of great scenes. Yeah, it's still it's it's still a fantastic movie. It doesn't ruin anything for me. I do always ask about I I do always kind of internally go, "Eh, why were you carrying that cigarette, Pat? (laughs) They're also going through like rumors. They're like dispelling these rumors about that's the very stuff, clever um, like as they're walking to the porch. And we learn early on that when she first gets sent to the office, the, 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 the counselor goes, oh, this guy's testicle retrieval operation uh, is going well, if you care. And she's like, I still maintain that he kicked himself in the balls. But apparently we learned that this guy groped her in the lunch line. And so she kicked him in the balls. And then Patrick's like, eh, fair enough. Yeah, rightfully so. I'm, I'm OK with it. But then a bunch of his stuff, like, you know, I didn't kill anybody, all that. I wasn't in prison. I still have a liver. And then she's like, what about, where were you last year? Because I know the porn star story is false. And he's like, do Do you? you? (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he doesn't answer, I don't think. No, he doesn't answer until no. the dance. And then we get back to the French lessons with Bianca and Cameron, and she is better at French than him now. Oh, she's gotten good. And he's still using the fucking book with the hole in it, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. In French, she's saying, hey, you're an idiot. When are you going to ask me out? He's like, what the fuck? Where's that? I don't think we've thing? learned that part yet. And then earlier on, again, Kat and her friend, they were like, we're not going to the dance. But she's the friend's like, I want to, but I don't have a dress or a date. Fuck. Oh, so, yeah. The friend actually definitely wants to be going to that dance. Yes. So she doesn't have to fucking kill her herself for oh, oh, real shit. That's right. Her name's Mandela. Mandela. <laughs> Someone left a dress in her locker. And it's uh, it, it's very Shakespearean. Very Shakespearean, yes. Yep. It's Shakespeare with a modern contemporary twist. Oh, we cut to Dad, and Dad's working out, and I feel this in my fucking bones. He's doing that crunch machine thing, and he's like, seven. He's like, this is good. That's good. That's good. And then Bianca, Bianca comes in, tells him about prom, and he's like, I'm not letting you go to the dance with that hot rod named Joey. And she's like, what's a hot rod? Like, I'm not entirely oh, clear on that either. Oh, what the fuck that, does that, that mean? That one hits hard. That that hurts. Why? Which part? The what's a hot rod. Why? Oh, because I'm at that age where I'm saying shit. And my oh. nieces and my nephews, they look at me like, what? See, I've, I've, taken, I've taken it the other direction. I'll take all the slang that they use and just throw it out at them for no reason. <laughs> just using it wrong. Like, no cap. Bruh, you're bugging. <laughs> On bro, God, bro. Let's go. On God, bro. Do you follow that guy, too, who does the fucking... Or do you, no, do you come... No, I've just randomly come yeah. across it. The small dick, big dream sweater. I really like that one. <laughs> nope, that's a new one to me. <laughs> Bianca's pissed because daddy won't let her go to prom unless fucking cat does, and cat won't go to prom because cat's cat. Yep. Bianca's watching. <laughs> She's like, it's prom. We'll dance. We'll kiss. It's not the crisis situation you seem to think it is. He's like, kissing? Kissing? Oh, yeah. Kissing is not what keeps me up to my elbows in placenta. You think those Dawson's Dawson's Creek kids sleeping in, their, sleeping in each other's beds? <laughs> Dawson's River kids. Dawson's River. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Which, incidentally, you know, uh, Heath Ledger went on to have a child with Michelle Williams, who was oh, in yes. Dawson's Creek. I did not know she was in Dawson's Creek. Because I've watched exactly zero episodes of that. I only know because... It was all over Rolling Stone and People and every other fucking magazine. Entertainment Weekly. The Joker fucks Dawson's girlfriend. Well, not that part. I'm talking about back in the Dawson's <laughs> oh. Creek days when I was 19 and 20 years old and I read entertain. I had a subscription to Entertainment Weekly, which, by the way, never paid for. I did one of those, you know, free trial subscriptions. And then they just never stopped like, sending it? Yeah, like, like yeah. a Sam Goody or some shit. And they sent it to me for years. It was like four <laughs> years they sent me yeah. Entertainment Weekly. I never paid a dime. Same thing happened to me once. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I think it was also Entertainment Weekly. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe it's just what them. The Maybe they're just like, fuck it. I don't care. It's got to be that they're making so much money on advertising at the time. You know, the, again, this is in like 2000. Yeah, what's, what's a fucking magazine? I miss magazines. I'm not going to lie. I, every once in a while, I get a magazine in the mail. Like somebody subscribed to a magazine called Town and Country which I've never actually read an issue, but I have a stack of them because they subscribe to it at my address. And uh, so I have a stack of these magazines and I can't bring myself to throw them away, but it's also not one of the magazines I've ever wanted to read. <laughs> I have an issue of GQ with Ryan Gosling on the cover. I bought that specifically. We were at Goodwill and Storm brought it over and was like, Dad, check this out. And I was like, sold. Phil, like, wait, you're seriously going to buy that? No, oh, you've told me that story before. Phil in your spank bank. He's, oh, God, he's so sexy in that one, too. And he's funny. 
I know like, he's a full package. He's a full meal deal, baby. I don't love crazy, stupid love because the message in that movie is fucking disgustingly weird. I'm with you on that, but I still love it just for. And he's supposed to be like the despicable character, but he's not. He's the best character in the movie, especially yeah. the one thing that makes me so happy in that movie is when Steve Carell opens that fucking Velcro wallet. <laughs> <laughs> You know the reaction, don't you? Oh, yes. it is so perfect. Oh, my God. Now I just want to go home and watch that. I'll watch that scene. Just that shot, even. That is so funny. No, I mean, so I'll, watch the, I'll watch the movie start to finish. I hate the thing with the kid at the very end. That's oh, the only thing God. that I really don't like. Everything else on that, like the, the relationship between his Steve Carell's ex-wife, Julianne Moore's character, and Kevin Bacon... It's that, fair. It's, it's wrong. I mean, it's wrong it's, that she cheated. Yeah. She shouldn't have cheated on. But him it's fairly wholesome because he's but not yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, like he's not. He's not being a scumbag. And you know, like you know, the marriage was clearly falling apart. Like I said, divorce. If you're on the fence, do it. That fucking that reaction just makes me so happy. <laughs> I can't even do it. It's so fucking funny. Never. Okay, back to this movie. Never have I ever seen anybody eat a piece of pizza looking that hot before. I just got to say. Anyways, so Bianca is pissed. She's watching the real world Seattle, by the way. (laughs) Uh, But Kat comes in to talk to her. So this is the scene where it's revealed that Kat and Joey dated in ninth for a month. And they fucked. They were freaks. They, They had sex and... Cat decided that she didn't want to anymore because she wasn't ready, and Joey dumped her because he's a dickhead. <laughs> I love. I'm watching that scene today, and she's like, "You did what?" And Cat's like, kind of uh. does that face, you know, where she's like, Whoa, you know, and then Bianca's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I'm just like, nowadays, you know, she's like, "Oh, that's right." And Cat's like, "Well, only once. It, it was, you know, we were. In, it was in ninth. We only did it once, and then I told him I wasn't ready." And I'm like, nowadays, if modern kids, it'd be like, eh, we only did ass to mouth. Yeah. So modern then, kids are freaks is what I'm saying. This new generation yep. is depraved on a level we have never seen before. Lucky. Those lucky bastards. <laughs> and then Bianca's all pissed because he's like, Cat, why the fuck didn't you tell me any of this? And she's like, well, dude, I wanted you to make your own decisions about this guy. I'm like, fair enough. But it's the same conversation that I had with my mom about one of my ex-girlfriends. I'm like, mom, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Because yeah. after we broke up, she's like, yeah, I knew. I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me she sucked so bad? Yeah. She's like, would you have listened? I'm like, no, but you're still supposed to tell me. <laughs> Anyways, it's prom night. Let's go to prom. Let's, let's bring this motherfucker home here. Okay. Kat has decided to go, of course, because she's got to go, right? Yeah. Yay for Bianca and Cameron. She's, she's, she's trying to be a bro to her sis. Yep. Dad's not into it. He's like, God damn it. Why, why did I make that rule? This rule's the worst thing that I ever fucking came up with. <laughs> And then there's then there's Cameron. Cameron shows up at the door and he's like, "Oh man, Bianca, you look so good." And the dad's like, "I know every cop in town, bucko, or whatever." <laughs> as they're leaving, <laughs> that that's the same as like, "I have guns." Or on brand for his generation, though. For oh yeah. Sure. We get to prom. Save Ferris. They have a live band called Save Ferris playing. Apparently, that's a real band too. It is. It is a real band. Yes. Real ska band. Because. So. Yeah, the, ska. the mid to late 90s was huge for ska. Yes. Every every movie like this had a fucking ska band in it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Except for Drive Me Crazy. I think Drive Me Crazy had the Donnas in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that one. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it. I know I've seen it. 
I just don't remember it. Speaking of Melissa Joan Hart, I just watched like two weeks ago or something, Holiday in Handcuffs with her and Mario oh, Lopez, <laughs> where she kidnaps Mario Lopez and pretends he's her boyfriend because her boyfriend dumps her as they're headed out, just before they're about to head out to her parents' house. And she's like the disappointment and the black sheep of the family. She's working at a diner, steals the owner's gun, and kidnaps Mario Lopez. What the fuck? Takes him out because the, the chateau or whatever it is they're at is in the middle of nowhere. And she takes him out there. He, she has him tied up, handcuffed in the car. She goes inside and says to her parents, yeah, he's got this thing because they've never met her boyfriend before. And she's like, he's got this thing where when he gets really nervous, he pretends that he's been kidnapped. So if he says anything like that, just just go along with it. You know, just he's just trying to be funny. He's just trying to relieve some stress. <laughs> and this is an entire movie. It, it's an entire movie. And guess how it ends? They fall in love. Of course You're they do. Goddamn right they do. I've I've seen the the thing. The it's cover. a new holiday classic for me. I have to own it and <laughs> and watch it every Christmas now. So even though Cat and Patrick didn't go together. And she said she wasn't going to go to prom with him. She decided to go, and she's looking all pretty in her dress, and they meet up. And, and he's all pretty, too. Like, hey, where'd you get the dress? Oh, something I had lying around. Hey, where'd you get the tux? Oh, something I had lying around. Har, har, har. Despite him smoking and shit, she still likes him. I get it. Because she definitely did get a little suspicious a little too quick, and I think she's like, oh, fuck, well, maybe. Hey, maybe I was I'll... out of line. Yep. I, I'm sorry I got suspicious. And he's like, you're forgiven. Well, yeah, because I'm like, why is she the one apologizing for questioning his motives when he did, in fact? have bad motives at the beginning. I get where they're both coming from. The right thing to do would have been for him to come clean there, but I get it. You know, that that's the story. So Joey then goes to Bianca's house to pick her up. Dad opens the door, and he's like, hey, I'm here for Bianca. And then he just slams the door in his face. It's really funny. <laughs> he just fucking glares at him the whole time. Not a word, not a move, not a blink. Just click right in his face. And then Mandela then meets uh, Michael at the prom. He's all dressed up like Shakespeare, whatever. She's like, I'm here to meet William. No, no. She is running around the place. Oh, that's right. Panicking. Where's William? She can't find William. And <laughs> Julia Stas is like, oh, Mandela, please don't tell me you've progressed to full on delusions. Yep. Nope. Michael's there dressed like a Shakespearean douchebag. And there you go. And then I really like this moment here because after, you know, they, they, they go off and they do their dance thing and save Ferris is playing. The song kind of stops and Patrick just kind of stares at cat. It seems like it's weird, but I know exactly what he's waiting for. He's waiting for her reaction to the chick from letters to Cleo fucking popping up and she's all happy. And he's like, I called in a favor. I'm like, what does that mean? It means he, they, the screenwriters do not want to explain where they, <laughs> why she's there. So we're just using his mysterious past to... His mysterious maybe past. Maybe it has something to do with why he can't go to Club Skunk anymore. So he wasn't really on his uncle's couch eating SpaghettiOs last year. Turns out it's all a lie. It's all part of his cover. With this going on, Bianca is in the bathroom with all the other girls getting away from their dumb dates. Just, probably. It, it turned into the scene from Dumb and Dumber there for a little while, which... <laughs> Wait. It was a strange artistic choice, but Oof. all right. I'm, what I'm scene from Dumb and Dumber? That I'm... The diarrhea scene, don't you remember? Where Je- where oh, yeah. yeah. Jim Carrey gives Jeff Daniels the, the... the slacks. <laughs> so Bianca's in the bathroom. She runs into Chastity, and she's like, oh, shit, Chastity, why, why are you here? She's like, oh, don't think you're the only fucking sophomore at the prom. God, you're a bitch. Oh, God, you. she says it's so bitchy, too. She's like, oh, 
don't tell me you thought you were the only soft. And then Bianca should have said, don't tell me you were Joey's second choice. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca's not that much of a No, bitch. she's not. Although she would have been totally justified. Joey brought her and he's, she's like, oh, well, it, it's fine. Joey was just going to sleep with you and never talk to you again anyways. I'm like, fuck this guy. going with his friends. Ew. Except technically he didn't. He did. because Well, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He said he was doing this one for pleasure. He's doing it for fun. for money. Because this is not She's All That. They had to distinctify Very themselves. clear on that one. So Joey comes and Kat hears him say, like, Joey Joey comes to, like, pull Patrick aside and be like, dude, what the fuck? I didn't pay you to take out Kat so, you, so Bianca could come to the prom with that cheese dick. <laughs> cheese dick. <laughs> and that's not the important part here. That's pretty funny and kind of what the fuck. Yeah, but- the important part is Kat is standing right behind him when he says, I didn't pay you to bring Kat. Except she's sitcom distance away, and there's music playing. How the fuck did she hear that she conversation at all? Because she's got that perfect youthful hearing that I can only fantasize about anymore. So she is not happy, and rightfully so. Patrick should have come clean about it. He should have. He should have just been like, yeah, uh, it started out me taking money, but I actually like you, so can we just pretend like that's not a thing? Joey, then. <laughs> okay. <sighs> what the fuck happens? I don't remember. Uh, obviously, Cat runs away because you know she's pissed. And then Michael leans over to Cameron and goes, "The shitteth, yeah, hitteth the fan." If <laughs> that's right, that's right. And that's when Cameron goes over there. It's like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" Or whatever. And then Joey punches Cameron. No, he's like, "Hey, Joey, let me a boop." Oh yeah. And he's like, "You're here with that bitch." And then Cameron's like, "Fucking, you crossed the line, homie. We're gonna fight now." I'm like, "What are you? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Cameron?" Joey just bops him in the face and down he goes. Yeah. I just want to know what Cameron thought he was going to do. What he, I, what he thought was going to happen. I think Cameron is a teenager and is suffering from that teenage delusion that you can't possibly lose <laughs> if you're if you're in the right. Because you've watched too many John Hughes movies and clearly. <laughs> have you seen how he talks about Bianca? Come on. Yeah. In about eight years, I see how he talks about Summer, too. Yeah, exactly. He Oh, that's what happens. He. Him and Bianca break up, he changes his name, and he's still fucking obsessed. Yep. And he moves to California. Yep. Except Tom is supposed to be from New Jersey, so I don't know. Well, that's the backstory. backstory. gives everybody. Oh, shit. Maybe he did move to New Jersey afterward, you know? Oh, maybe. Bianca broke his heart, and he had to... Oh, no. Shit. He was just about to go to college in New Jersey, because it's such a famous college (laughs) town. So so Bianca then, loaded with the news that Joey was just going to fuck her... And leave, and that he broke up with his with her sister after she fucked him. Punches fucking him right in the nose, and he's like, "Shit, Bianca, I've got a nose spray ad tomorrow." She's like, "That's for making my date bleed." She punches him again. That's for my sister, and then she knees him in the balls. She says, "That's for me." And I have not been a huge Bianca fan for this entire movie, but I'm on her side in this. Yeah. Oh no, one hundred percent. Like, yeah, all right, kid, I get it. I I like you now. And then, you know, she helps Cameron up, and then, uh, I man. I hate her. I no. just, you know, like, she did, she was nothing special. She was without. Michael got knocked down at some point, too, by Joey, by the way. Oh, no, because he came in first, Yeah, and Joey just grabbed him, chucked him, and he, whoa, down he goes with perfect comedic timing. But Mandela helps him. And, you know, Bianca helps helps Cameron up. They kiss. Ha-ha. It's, it's adorable. Their story's fucking done for a minute. Uh, Patrick, though, there he's talking to Kat, and he says, you know, he didn't care about the money. He cared about her. But I'm like, no, you should kind of rephrase that, sir. You should 
say what I said, and it was about the money at first, but then I got to know you. He wants to be honest, but he doesn't want to make himself look bad. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, you know. Because he already looks pretty bad yeah. in this moment. And he looks even worse when he grabs her and tries to kiss her in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on there, Patrick. Let's, like, don't, mm, be, don't be weird. Uh, I get the instinct from the movies, but uh, wrong moment, bro. And then we cut to the day after prom. I felt like it should have been like several days after prom, but it's the next day. Yeah. And Cameron comes to take Bianca sailing and Kat doesn't want to go because she's sad, of course. And then, you know, as Bianca just and, sitting on the front porch yep. drawing, they're walking away and he's like, is she going to be okay? And Bianca's like, I hope so. And then their story's really done. They're, they're all, they're going to go off and be a couple for like Finally. a month. Yeah. They've got another, they've got another un, un, until summer begins and he goes off to get a summer job at Cape Canaveral or something and then <laughs> goes to college. Dad then comes out to talk to Kat. And this is the conversation that we all needed for this whole movie because dad's been such an overbearing kind of psycho a little bit. I mean, I get where dad's coming from. I get it. He asks her about, he's like, hey, was how was prom? Was it hopping or whatever the fuck he says? <laughs> and she's like, parts of it. And he's like, which parts? Thinking that Cat's going to say something weird. And she's like, oh, the part where Bianca beat the shit out of some guy. Bianca did what? And he's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, what? Surprised? That I oh, might be, or scared, scared that I might be running out, rubbing off on her. It's like, no, yeah, he's impressed. And then he tells her what he should have been telling her this whole time. But, you know, dad's got to come yep. to it in their own time. I understand. That he's basically afraid of losing both of them. Because she's, she's, you know, very independent and has been probably about the time since her mom left. And then he says, you know, I when you go off to Sarah Lawrence, I won't even be able to watch the game. He was using the baseball metaphor. And then she's like, wait, when I go to Sarah Lawrence? And he's like, yeah, don't tell him. Don't tell me you changed your mind. I already sent a check. Oh, it's so nice. And then she gives him a big hug. It's, it's a very big hug. sweet. Yeah, it's good. Then we cut to English class or whatever the fuck this class is. <laughs> <laughs> it's cat getting kicked out class. <laughs> yeah, it's the poem scene. It's it's the big poem. You all know it if you're listening to this episode, oh I imagine. I, I literally cry every time. You know, it's the... It's the 10 things I hate about you, Paul. Technically, it's 13 things, but... Oh, yeah. is it 13? Okay. I guess it depends on whether whether when she doubles them up, you count that. You know, oh, like yeah. She, I think she says, I hate 10 times, you know? Oh, okay. But the, but she lists like 13 things. Yeah, and she starts crying. You know, I hate the way you don't... Ha I hate the way I don't hate you, not even a little bit, not even at all. Oh, God, it's so sad. And then she leaves because she and cannot make it to the end of a class. No, she can't. And Patrick is in the... <laughs> Patrick is also in that class. We learned earlier. He comes in like... A, a second and he's like did i miss anything and she's like just the fucking patriarchy thing and he's like okay cool bye that, that was in the an early first in a, scene. the first scene the first yeah. class not now when he's supposed to be fucking serious this time he just kind of sits there stunned yeah he's sad man then cuts to pro I, I assume at the end of the day she goes to her car and finds a fender strat yes this one not is the squire official fender even my dvd could see <laughs> the fender logo on the head and she, she's like looking at it. She's like, oh my God, this is so cool. Santa Claus must have put this in my car. And then Patrick walks up to her and, and she's like, is this mine? No. Who the fuck? That was a stupid question. <laughs> I literally did not get until today that when he, w when he meets her at the car at the music store, they have vintage fenders in the win vintage fender strats in the oh, window. Yeah. And he says, ah, oh, lucky car, vintage fenders. Oh, does he say that? Yes. Yeah, I, mean, I I didn't hear that at all. 
But no, maybe, that's what he know. says. He says vintage fenders about her car, but it's in front of a music store that sells vintage fenders. Ah, uh-huh. well, all right. And you know, he's like, some asshole paid me to take out this really great girl, so I got, got, got some had some extra cash but lying I made around. A mistake. But I made a mistake. I fell for it. <laughs> Smaltzy, but goddamn it, I'm in. I'm, I'm I'm in at this point. It's what you want for this yeah. scene. And you know, they they kiss, and she's like, "You can't buy me a oh no, she's like, you can't buy me a guitar." No, no. The best part is they kiss, and then she breaks the kiss, and she goes, "Hey, don't think that you can just buy me a guitar every time you screw up." Like that's that's what makes that special yeah. for me is that she breaks the kiss because that's her character, you know. And then he's like, "But yeah, I know." But then there's always drums, bass, and maybe even one day a tambourine. And then they kiss again. It's and adorable. Then she breaks it again, and he's like, "Oh, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> right back into the. And kiss. then we do the nice, nice crane shot out, and then there's a helicopter shot. Do you know about this helicopter shot where letters? <laughs> I, I did read the trivia today, but yes, tell the listener. $500,000 every time this helicopter took off. So the Letters to Cleo band, they're singing this fucking song on top of the actual school, and they're like, oh, fuck, we have to get this right. $500,000 a take. Yeah, per take. They have to they have to nail this, or it's going to be another half a million. I don't know how many times they actually ended up doing it. I hope it was only once. Neither do I. It, the The trivia item did not say, but apparently, uh, yeah, the the gal from Letters to Cleo was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to screw this up. Because I'm guessing the budget for this wasn't much more than like $10 million, if that. Oh, that is probably high. Yeah, it was probably a lot lower than that. $500,000. Although they didn't have any sets. They did everything was yeah, on location, location. Yeah. which is helpful. That that saves you a lot of money. This movie's almost uh, it's almost over. We you know I want there, you to want me over the credits, but there's some outtakes showing that these people just like they're just having fun making a movie. Yeah, apparently it was a very fun set, and it looks like it. Like you you get that you get that feeling just from the movie itself. Like this seems like it would have been a ton of fun to make, which kills me because I lived in Tacoma in 1998. In the summer of 1998, I was installing siding in. Tacoma. If I had not gotten married and had instead <laughs> decided to pursue my passion for film, I might have been a part of this fucking movie. Potentially. And then, and then maybe you wouldn't be here. Maybe I'd be talking about you on this movie. <sighs> so, yeah. I like to think that there's a parallel universe out there where I got to be a part of this movie because, it, yeah, it looks like a fucking fun movie to be on. Well, you'll never know. I'll never know. You fucking missed it. I'll tell you what, though. If it turns out we get to the end of life and we get to change like one thing and then go back and do it again, I'm changing that. That would mean that I didn't get married, right? So I, I couldn't have gotten married in order to do that. So that's what I would pick. I would be like, I, I want to like go on a path where I ended up working on 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> and that would have set me on such a different path in life that I feel like it would have been, you know, like that would be an, in, uh, an interesting alternate version to live out. Obviously, I wouldn't know it because in this scenario, you know, like you wouldn't know when you went when you came back. You just have to live it again. But like if that's the only option, if the only option is you got to you got to go back and do it again, but you can choose to change a couple of things. Because I feel like like that would make sense given the amount of deja vu I experience on a day to day basis. Yeah, those are your past your, your past lives sneaking up on you. I don't know. I wonder about it. It's probably not, but you never know. Nope. It's just your brain firing off weird ass chemicals. I know, but. It's but it such could... a strong feeling. I like the idea as opposed to certain other ideas. Like, if I could make up my own, I don't know that I would necessarily choose that, but 
as opposed to other ideas that are out there, I, I find that one preferable. Well, whoever had my life before me really fucked up if they, <laughs> if they chose this garbage for me. Well, it's always been you. <laughs> so what was my past self thinking? <laughs> Technically, it's your future self. Again, this is the version I'm pitching, right? Oh, like, okay. This is for my movie. You get to the end, you die, you go to the corporate offices, right? And then they're <laughs> like, okay, now we're going to review. We're going to go over what happened. And then you get to change a few things. You get to, you get to pick a few key points that you want to change. And then you get to go do it again. And then you're like, can I please just die? And they're like, no, there's no such thing. It's just this forever. And so you're like, oh, okay, That fuck. sounds fucking horrific. <laughs> Why do you have to make it sad? Because we're in hell. This is hell. This is the bad place. This is the bad place. Come on, look at the world around you. Can you honestly say you think it's not? Well, it's definitely not the good place. Yeah. It's sometimes it's the good place when I'm like watching Rocky and stuff. No, it's just that it's <laughs> just that, you know, hell is not utterly without enjoyment cuz that would be too easy. They got to give you things to make you feel good in order <laughs> to make the bad hurt worse. Oh, you know, that, that, that is true. So I have gummy bears, but yep. then I have to go to work tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, do we have any final? <laughs> this got dark. Do we do we have any final thoughts on Ten Things I Hate About You? I love this movie. I have loved this movie ever since the first time I saw it. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I love it. Me too. I have no notes really, except for that one scene where they're on the fucking porch. Other than that, I don't yeah. really have anything to. I could do with that one, maybe being extended a little bit, just so the timing feels a little bit better. But that's really the only thing. I, I can't really think of anything else that I would complain about. Oh, oh, that's right. And the and the white Rasta and the and the cowboy <laughs> in that one scene. Those are the two things. Those are the two things. Um, you'll be begging for him if you watch a minute of the show like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have no intention of doing that. I don't even know where I would probably to be. Yeah, you. It's, it's on Disney Plus, Plus, but oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. It's an ABC show. That's right. I I keep forgetting. <laughs> ABC Family. Sorry. ABC Family. So it's even worse. It just keeps on getting fucking worse. It's like we have a movie, ABC. Nope, not ABC. ABC Family. Ten Things I Hate About You. It's a great movie. Everybody should watch it. This is one of this is universal. It's got a perfect cast. This is a delight. A Who great script. Like this movie? Yeah. Who doesn't like this movie? I, I don't want to meet him. You soulless fuck. I don't want to meet him. Yeah. No, thank you. So that's it. That's 10 Things I Hate About You. That's the first episode that we're recording this year in 2024. Yes. It's not the first episode that's coming out because we recorded some episodes last year. Yeah, the other episodes year. were recorded last year. Yeah. So you've heard Visioneers and you've heard Brink and now you're hearing 10 Things I Hate About You and that's, you know, we'll be back next week with something. I don't fucking know or give a shit. You'll, next you'll fucking, week? You mean two weeks? In two weeks or three weeks, however don't fucking long it takes promises me. promises that you can't keep there, Andrew. Some social media nonsense. You can follow us on everything at the Shark Pod, of yes, course. you can. We haven't decided what we're going to do on Patreon but we have a bunch of shit for you to listen to on Patreon if you want to become a new subscriber and fucking do that you'll 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 have some time to yeah there's catch there, up. there's uh currently 36 episodes on Patreon so that's definitely over 48 hours of of content patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood he keeps on stepping on me every time I try to do it so now I have to do it again patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood we'll be back in a couple weeks with something with something don't know what yet Maybe I'll make maybe I'll make the Rev watch some more martial arts movies. Fuck you. Who knows? Okay, but it's got to be Van Damme or something. Like I need some I need some Western martial arts in me. There's this movie called Little Ninjas that's like the shittiest version of Three Ninjas that you could ever possibly. Why would I? I don't even want to watch Three Ninjas. Why would I want to watch the shitty version? Well, first of all, Three Ninjas is delightful, and you're a terrible person. I already knew that. <laughs> we'll find out when you guys find out. So yes, we will. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. 
But until then, stay jawsome.